Welcome to The Rock Church, a vibrant, enthusiastic, edgy church meeting in West Bridgeford, Nottingham. You can find out more about us by visiting the-rock.org.uk. We hope you were blessed by this message. Amen. Fantastic. So, let's get this show on the road. God gave me a vision as we were worshipping, um, and that's going to be my preaching style tonight. I envisioned at least 200 people, this place heaving, and it really, really gave me goose pimples, excited me for the things that God's doing. We're just starting out, been going three, four, five months now, it's exciting, uh, it's good to see a lot of regulars here, but if you are here for the first time, I hope you enjoy this message tonight, which is called In the Morning. So, I got creative with my title of a message, I'm preaching about quiet time. Quiet time with the Lord. If you're unsaved or you don't believe in Jesus um, and you're wondering what quiet time is, quiet time is spending time with God in the morning before the day starts. So, the title of my message is In the Morning. Fantastic. So, I am going to be preaching very, very enthusiastically tonight. It's not manufactured, it's the Lord. Uh, I really get, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be preaching as though this room was full because um, it really excites me. So, me and Sarah got back from uh, Ibiza, not the partying bit before you judge me, um, last week and we'd had a wonderful time. <clears throat> but one thing I noticed while we were away is, so I'm, I'm a businessman, I am an entrepreneur. I run five businesses with my business partner. I'm a very busy guy. I'm heavily involved with the leadership of this church as well. And that's better. Yeah. So it's a busy time for me. Busy time, which I'm sure you guys are busy as well with the busyness of life. Life just seems to be getting busier. Sharice is nodding. You get it. Life's just busy, busy, busy. But so when I go on holiday... I'm trying to switch off. I'm trying to switch off from the many, many channels, the WhatsApp groups, the emails, the things that are going through my brain. Um, I, never, I never kind of switch off. I'm getting better at it. I'm more of a doer than a being. Um, you know, God made human beings, not human doings, but it's something I'm really working on. And this goes hand in hand with a few things that God's been showing me over the past probably month. I've met up with a few people who are into the mindfulness do you want to start this clock, somebody, before I go over? Uh, it's still on 30 minutes. I don't want, to be, uh, don't, don't want to preach all night. So about mindfulness and meditation and all these things that we hear. We hear it on YouTube videos and Tony Robbins, and I met up with somebody for a coffee the other day, and she was talking about how her husband goes down in the morning, and he has his pint of water. He meditates. He gets in his ice, big bin that he's got, and it helps him with his mindset. <clears throat> and it's all very in the flesh. And what do I mean by that? <clears throat> it's not very spiritual. It's very concentrating on thinking positively, etc. And this is kind of what I found myself doing on holiday. So I'm trying to switch off in the flesh. So I wake up in the morning, I have my breakfast, I say a little few prayers as I'm getting ready, etc. And I kind of get on the 
get on the kind of same wavelength as God, as I call it. Um, and I'm being vulnerable here. This is something that I've learned uh, and been arrested by God on holiday. So I said a few prayers and then I'll have my breakfast, go down to the pool. <clears throat> and I might order myself a G&T as I'm sitting by the pool at about half past 11 in the morning. And I'm scrolling through Facebook and I'm going through all the funny Instagram reels of the old wrestling videos, if anybody's an old WWF fan. Um, and I'm jokey, cats, dogs, all kinds of stuff. And I'm like, this is brilliant, this is. But inside, I'm unhappy. Inside, I'm discontent. I'm thinking, well, I still don't feel like I've switched off. I dip in the pool and I think, oh, that, that'll chill me out. And I still not chilled. Still not chilled. And God spoke to me and he arrested me and punched me directly in the chest. And he says, what are you doing? I'm trying to lead by the flesh and hope that my spirit comes with me I'm trying to do what everybody else tells you to do in the world and chill out get on your sunbed and you know you can pray but you don't need to read too much of your bible because you're on holiday switch off and you know let's not get too religious about it and I agree to a certain degree there is balance but God arrested me it must be the spirit leading the flesh and not the flesh leading the spirit and this is not a message of condemnation this is me telling you what I've experienced recently, um, and it's massive. So the more I tried to switch off in the flesh, the more I tried to do the things, the more I tried to, uh, two o'clock I'll have another G&T, I feel good, you know, Kevin, my business partner, is like, chill out, you know, have yourself a drink, because I don't really drink. So I tried on this holiday just to have, you know, just to chill out a little bit, and I, I enjoyed it. But his way of chilling out and my way of chilling out are totally different. I'm a spiritual being. I'm a born-again Christian. I'm a man of God. I'm, I search for Jesus on a daily basis. So me trying to switch off in the flesh, it made me worse. It made me feel dreadful. I didn't feel relaxed. I felt worse. Because the Spirit needs the living God. The Spirit needs food, which is the Word of God, which is the Bible. So why don't we, and this, this, this might carry on into some of your guys' life, or if you're listening on the podcast, this might be something that you struggle with. <clears throat> why is it on a daily basis that we know what we should do, but we don't do it? It's probably going to come down to distractions. I got distracted. I'm a person that's very, very easily distracted. I got distracted while writing this preach. I'm prepping the preach, as Kate talked about, and Ali, they love prepping the preach and doing all the research so do I but while I was doing that I was logging onto Amazon and buying some aftershave balm from Amazon I went for six wees uh, bought a yo-yo and uh, checked social media 11 times honestly I'm so easily distracted and I'm sure you guys can resonate with this there are a thousand things that we could be doing right but who is the prince of peace it's Jesus he needs to bring peace into our lives when we get ourselves into that chasing our tail mentality so let's learn from the leader of all leaders Jesus he modeled it just going to share three scriptures one from Mark 1 35 it says very early in the morning while it was still dark Jesus got up left the house went to a solitary place where he prayed Luke 5 16 it says but Jesus often withdrew to a lonely place and prayed also says in Luke 6 verse 12, it says one of the days Jesus went to the mountainside and prayed 
where he spent time with God. So Jesus was modeling this for us, showing us how it's done. Thank God for that. I believe he did this so he would never be on the back foot. How many of us are guilty of waking up in the morning, not allowing much time for God, and then you're on the back foot, you're playing catch up all day? Doesn't feel good. Like us, Jesus was a busy man doing God's business. He needed to be at his best. And he also needs us to be at our best as well. Because we're doing just as important things as Jesus was doing. Jesus was going around, he was healing the sick, he was preaching the gospel, he was sharing the kingdom of God, trying to advance it. Well, he wasn't trying, he was. And that's what he expects from us as well. So we need to be operating at our best. He didn't pop down to the pool for a G&T, did he? That's the last thing that he did. He didn't scroll through Instagram looking at funny reels of cats, dogs, old wrestling videos, Undertaker choke, slamming stone cold and all that kind of stuff. He didn't do that. No. He got down to business because he spent time with the source. He started his day correctly. And remember, this is not a message of condemnation because out of everybody in this room, I'm preaching to myself. Even though he was the source, he was a human being, God in human form, he was demonstrating to us how to live, pray, worship his heavenly father. And we need this. <clears throat> so a lot of us go into the big wide world on a daily basis without carving adequate time for our heavenly father. And we hit hurdles throughout the day. And our response to this is stress, anxiety, depression, worry. We get our knickers in a twist, that's for sure. Or is it just me? Yeah. We try doing it our way, but we end up rushing back to God on our knees like the weak people that we are. Harsh you say, Simon, yes, but it's true. I know I walk around sometimes like I'm macho and I've got everything together, but then I often find myself like a little weasel by default, crawling back to God, saying, sorry, God, I got a bit carried away there. Maybe I should be spending more time consulting you. You see, I find the only reason I'm strong the only reason why some people may or may not see me as a man of stature is because of my identity in Christ. It's who I live for, it's who I am. Without that, I am literally nothing. But the great news is, let's not forget that in our weakness, he's made strong. 2 Corinthians 12.9 is something to be proud of. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is perfected in weakness. Therefore, I will boast more gladly in my weakness so that the power of Christ may rest on me. And that is why I celebrate the fact that I'm a little dweeb without God. I flipping love it. I am a dweeb, a weasel. I am nothing without God. But in God, I am everything. Everything. And I love that. And I will forever boast of that. Thank God it's in the Bible. This is true. So point one is be vulnerable before the Lord. I'm going to give you five tips today on what I believe makes a perfect quiet time. If you disagree, come and see me after the service. I'd love to have a cup of coffee and a nice debate with you. But these are five points that I believe from experience and what I've read in the Bible to be true. <clears throat> Point two is having an attitude of gratitude. It's been preached on before. It's fantastic. It's something to adopt into all of our lives. Now imagine if we came every single morning before the day begins and did what the psalmist tells us to do in Psalm 100 verse 4. It says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts 
with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. Gratitude. What does gratitude look like? And how can we adopt this attitude of gratitude? Because don't forget that your attitude affects your altitude, whether you're up, whether you're down. Pastor Ali's preached on that before, before he says anything, giving you the glory. A fantastic message, and it's always stuck with me. How my attitude is affects whether I'm up or down or not. So having an attitude of gratitude is massive. What if we woke up every morning and thanked God for everything that is right in our lives right now? We're quick to moan. I'm quick to moan of all the things that are wrong. But what about if we got up and thanked God for everything that is right? I believe gratitude is like a flowing stream. Now, a flowing stream, in order to flow nicely, doesn't need any blockages. It can only flow at the rate that you allow it to flow through. If you hinder it, if you restrict it, it's going to stop. We have to practice it before God to tap into his Holy Spirit. We can't get the fullness of God until we master this. In order to access the throne room in heaven, we must enter his gates with thanksgiving, gratitude, praise for everything that is good, which is him. Let's not blame him for the bad things. That's not his fault. We live in a broken world, as Kathy's alluded to. God is good all the time. He never changes. We're the ones that have changed. Change. We're the one, you know. We can't even keep a prime minister because they're human. People with broken characters. We're all working on our character. This world is up and down. The enemy wants us to focus on the up and downers, but God is consistent. God is constant. And that's what we should have in the forefront of our minds every single day. If we don't fully get this, we'll create one of the biggest blockages we'll ever experience in our lives. I believe that this, but, but by not entering his gates with thanksgiving, by not understanding the concept of having an attitude of gratitude, will create blockages. And that will manifest as lack, resentment, anger, frustration, unforgiveness, selfishness, and ego. A lot of them I've recognized in myself over the years. If I'm not, if not, if I'm not thankful to God, I'm feeling those emotions that are wrong. Gratitude is the doorway to God's presence. Gratitude is the doorway to God's presence. Psalm 100, verse 4. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. Gratitude is a daily choice. With gratitude comes blessing, favor, health, wealth, strength, joy, growth, life. A great marriage, great relationships, healing, deliverance. You say, Simon, I need to be prayed at the front and ask somebody to speak over tongues. No, you don't. Who was it that said, I think it was Kate that said a couple of weeks ago, that while you're worshipping, while you're telling your story, while you're praying, while you're focusing on what you're thankful for, was you, was Pastor Kate, it, it releases something inside you. God can deliver you through that. You can actually get some deep spiritual deliverance in your quiet time by purely focusing on gratitude gratitude is a consistent mindset of thankfulness first it's funny as I was prepping this I was like Thessalonians 5.18 it says give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for your life in Christ Jesus 
if you obey this, I believe God will outpour his blessings all over your life. Now, blessings aren't winning the lottery. Blessings aren't material things. Sorry? Yeah, blessings aren't material things. It's supernatural. Blessing is spiritual. I cannot wait to hear your story, Chris. You're going to get baptized at the end of the month. I am flipping pumped for that, my friend, because you're going to show the goodness of God. You're going to preach it out. You're going to tell your story, and that is the supernatural blessing of God. You've been touched. You said you've never noticed such a change. You're inviting all your family to declare your faith in Jesus Christ. That is oh, so admirable. And that is what turns me on in the mind spiritually. I cannot wait for that. That is the byproduct of being grateful because you said you're so thankful to Jesus. And that is why he's blessing you. He's blessed you with an amazing woman as well, Nikki. Amen. It's a principle. It's spiritual. It's a principle and it's powerful. Point three is surrendering yourself to God. After we've set the foundation and welcomed God's presence into our lives and into our spirits, imagine then if we were to speak this into existence every single day. You may say, Si, flipping out, I've got to be at work at half six. I ain't got time for all this. This is not a hard and fast blueprint. This is just something to help you. You might be doing all five of these or you might be doing three of them. This is to help you. Because I believe that most people don't have the proper, adequate, quiet time. They don't have that quiet time that connects them to God because they think, I've got to do all these things. I've got to lay it like this. I've got to be, you know, Kate, she's very unique. She gets up every morning without fail, reads, spends some time with God. She does it so disciplined. I've always strived for that and I've always felt so bad because it's just not me. I can't operate that way. I can, but I'm just not there yet. So let's surrender ourselves to God. After we've set the foundation, like I say, imagine if we started and spoke and prayed this over ourselves. I surrender to you, O Lord. I tried it my way, but it didn't work. But I'm going to give myself to you. You take over, Lord. I'll do whatever you want me to. I'll say whatever you want me to say. I'll go wherever you want me to go. Not my will, Lord, but your will. I belong to you, O God. There is power in what you say. There is power in your words. Proverbs 18 verse 21 says, The power of life and death is in the tongue. So when we're speaking this stuff, it's not just for the sake of it. It's not for mindfulness. It's not because you've watched a Tony Robbins YouTube video. It's lit this is spirit. It's life. It makes a difference. It's important to have those scriptures that we speak over ourselves. Some special scriptures. One of mine, Pastor Kate again. Sorry to keep mentioning you guys, but you've had such a significant uh, impact on my journey. She bought me a book when I first got saved a couple of years into it called The Prayer of Jabez. It's in, do you remember that? Yeah, I still got it and I still read it over and over again. It's a little book. First Chronicles 4.10, it says, Jabez cried out to the Lord of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me indeed, that you would enlarge my territory, that you would keep your hand upon me always and that you would keep me from the evil one. And it says, this is the amazing thing. It says, and then God granted his request. And then it never mentions Jabez again. How much more is God going to grant our requests being his children, being his, his, the apple of his eye. I love that prayer, and it's made such a difference in my life. How about this one? This is another one of my favorites, the Lord's Prayer. Matthew 6, 9 to 13. Our Heavenly Father. I love this because it, it covers a lot of things. I used to say it every single morning, and I honestly believe that it made an impact in my life. Our Heavenly Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. 
your will be done on this earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us for the sins as we forgive others who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation. Instead, deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. That is just brilliant. Imagine saying that before you start your day. You're already starting to feel good about this already. When you're waking up and you're a bit groggy and you're a bit overwhelmed, just say that prayer. Absolutely brilliant. Point four is words of affirmation. Now, what I mean by this, again, is not the mindfulness, not... This, 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 is what, this is one thing that's been really cheesing me off just lately, is you, you're seeing it a lot on social media, and, and people are really, the people of the world, people that don't know Jesus, are really starting to pick up on the fact that if they look in the mirror every single day and say affirmations over the self, you've heard this, things will start to manifest. I've heard so many people say, we're eating in Nando's and they're like, yeah, I've manifested it. I, I, I'm, I'm speaking it into existence. They're not even believers in God. It all started with the Bible. That's where it all started from. God says that there is a law and it's the law of confession. People in the world, some of them are putting us to shame with the things that they're saying. So words of affirmation, speaking this over yourself, so important as a Christian, so important. This is, this is different for us. We're operating. We are spiritually alive. This has impact and power. If it has impact and power for those that aren't in Christ, imagine how much it would have for us or it does have for us in the mighty name of Jesus. <clears throat> this is truth. This is supernatural power. So imagine saying this when you wake up imagine inviting goodness and good things into your life now I was going to give a scripture for everything that I'm about to speak out but I knew that I'd be here all day and I don't want to overwhelm you with lots of scriptures but imagine standing there and saying I am strong I am blessed I am favored I am his some of you are saying sorry we do this on freedom in Christ course correct that's why it holds power I am disciplined I am his I am talented, I am focused, I am disciplined, I am prosperous, I am healed, I am well, I am healthy, I am wealthy. Doesn't mean money, wealth of friendships, if, you, if, you, if you're rich in relationships. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I am more than a conqueror. I am created in the image of God. The reason why I'm shouting, the reason why I'm getting passionate is because this is truth it's not a lie it's not an exaggeration it's not a, a guy in an orange t-shirt just getting excited on stage it's not it's the word of God it's truth hallelujah I have been bought for a price and I belong to God I am free from condemnation I am fearfully and wonderfully made I am made in God's image that's me that's you this is amazing imagine doing this in the morning phenomenal something is happening in the heavenly realms as I'm speaking now over you guys imagine doing this every single morning prophesy into your life people are so quick to prophesy doom oh it's always going to rain oh I'll have to take a umbrella to the barbecue oh I bet it rains when we go on holiday people are oh so and so has got a bad leg we're so quick to moan moan get in a lift with somebody from England and they'll moan about the weather moan 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 negative confession it's not going to work, but we're so slow to prophesy goodness over ourselves, the word of God. Praying for words of knowledge over people. 
Chris and Rob go out and healing on the streets and they're speaking to complete strangers. I always remember saying to Sarah, this, this always makes me laugh, I always remember saying to Sarah, I said, I've seen him on the streets of West Bridgeford, but I don't know, Nottingham's a different place. Imagine if they went into somewhere like Vicky Centre and tried it there. Lo and behold, the next week you're in Vicky Centre. That's a tough crowd. That's a tough crowd. You, were, you know, God was healing people through you guys, speaking words of knowledge. That is powerful. People were getting well. People were coming to know the, the name of Jesus because of that. Remember, guys, Proverbs 18, verse 21, the power, the power, the power, the power of life and death are in the tongue. Remember that, death. It's your choice what you speak over yourself. What's it going to be? You focus what you value. You focus on what you value. Do you value God? I'm guilty. First thing I'll do when I get out of bed is check all my notifications. How many emails we had in the business? What's my crypto saying? I've made any money overnight on the stocks and shares. I'm straight on my phone some mornings. I'm like, I focus on what I value. I'm basically disregarding God. Do I do this all the time? No, but I'm stressing and making the point. Changing belief starts with our identity in Christ. How can we have a good day if we've not met with the source? Our creator, the one who knows is inside out. He knows what we need. He knows what we lack. He knows exactly how we're wired. He knows what to give us so we can have an extraordinary day. We certainly don't. We're, we're thinking about flipping, picking up the kids, sorting the washing out, the sales call, the business meeting, the food shop, our next holiday. He knows exactly what we need to impact and advance his kingdom and to make a massive difference in this world while we're thinking about bathing the kids and walking the dog. He knows everything about us. I'm speaking truth now and you're thinking, Simon, shut up because this hurts. It hurt me as I was prepping this. God's on it. Two profound statements. As you think, so you shall be. I become what I think about all day long. The relationship between what we think and what we say are so very closely connected. Our words are like seeds. When we speak out, our words give life to whatever we are saying. Negative and positive. If we continue to say it, eventually it will become a reality. You ever heard that even the people of the world, they say, no, oh, it's, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, isn't it? Yeah, good and bad. Your life will move in the direction of your words. Like I said earlier, we focus on what we value. So be careful what we're declaring over ourselves every morning. Point five, listening to God. I wanted to leave this till last on purpose because we've always been taught to sit down, be quiet, and just get in that quiet time and, and just have the melancholy moment with God and you just, you know, you, you're reading and you're chilled. But if you're like me, I like to talk. I need to get a few things off my chest to the big man first. I like to talk and I like to be listened to. It's just the way I'm wired and I can't help but be me. This is something that I'm discovering in my own journey that it's solidifying my identity in Christ that I've not got to be like everybody else. I can be me and it's fantastic and God's pleased. So listening to him after I've spoke to him and said all my affirmations helps me feel less defeated because yes it's wrong you know I, 
I've tried to sit there and listen first, and some days I do, but a lot of the time I've got a lot on my mind to get stuff off my chest. And I know this is not true, but I'm a doer, and I struggle just to be sometimes, and I'm working on it. But one of my favorite tips for anybody that's a bit like me is to get a blank sheet of paper and brainstorm. Anything that's in your head when you're trying to settle down in your quiet time, just note it all down on the sheet of paper. It was a spider diagram if you have to, because what that does is it then offloads your brain, and then your brain no longer has to retain that information and worry about it, because you know you can put do the washing, walk the dog, reply to emails and do all that kind of stuff, because then it's on there and you won't forget. That's what your brain's constantly thinking. What if I forget that? I need to do that. It's a great tip. So for me, speaking and listening go hand in hand in no particular order. So before you call me afterwards and say, Sai, well, I believe that you should listen before you speak. Brilliant. If that's working for you, amazing. This is in no particular order. This is just what I found with my quiet time. If God wants us to shut up, he'll tell us. But I think he enjoys us spouting off about our worries, our plans, our fear. He wants to hear all the gratitude. He wants us to talk to him. If anything, we don't talk to him enough. As he's interested, massively. Let's not, go, let's not get caught up in one size fits all, because it's not true. Let's continue to operate in the authenticity and be the real us. Quiet time doesn't have to look a certain way. And as I said at the beginning, I believe this is why a lot of people may or may not be having quiet time, because they feel so condemned and I'm not fitting the blueprint that I've been taught and I, I can't do it the way everybody else does it. Yeah, me too. I'm only just realizing this now. And I'm having such more, much more effective quiet times because I'm doing it the way God's wired me. Let's do it in a unique, authentic, real and raw way. So God, that's, that's, the, that's, the, that's what God's really interested in. The realness, the authenticness, the, the, the uniqueness and the rawness. Cry, laugh, shout, sing, whisper, close your eyes. Do what Kate doesn't get up every morning, really. In fact, Ali's doing that now, actually. And been doing that the last six months, I think, which is brilliant. Well, I think so. It's, it's tough. It is tough. Discipline. Lord, I pray that you would bless us with discipline today in Jesus' name. Was Jesus doing all what I've spoke about above? Who knows? One thing I do know, point one with the vulnerability, he was vulnerable in prayer with his disciples. Remember the Garden of Gethsemane? Gethsemane. That's another word I struggled with as well. Um, he said, look, get up, help me, support me, stay up while I'm praying. Jesus was feeling it. He was sweating blood. He was feeling the pressure and he needed to be vulnerable. He was vulnerable with his disciples. He says, look, guys, I need you. The fact that they all fell asleep and he had to kick them, oh, get up, you know, that's another story, but he was vulnerable. Point two, Jesus shown gratitude. We know that because every time, a quick example, there's lots more, but a quick example is before he broke bread and started eating, he'd give thanks to the Lord and shown gratitude. Point three, Jesus surrendered. Like in the garden of Gethsemane, Jesus said, not your will, not my will, Lord, but your will, to the point where he was sweating blood and he, he really did not want to go and die on the cross because he knew the suffering. But he surrendered himself. He modeled it. Oh, I don't know if I could do that. I'd, I'd like to think I could, but oh, what, what that bloke did 2,000 years ago, what an absolute action, man. Just 
Yeah, amazing. So he's shown surrender. Point four, words of affirmation. Well, we know he did this. He spoke the truth. He went around, you know, saying it like it is. But, you know, he must have had times as a human where he needed to encourage himself in the Lord and affirm the word of God to show us. Uh, And he did this when he was in the desert, when the devil was trying to tempt him. He kept affirming the word of God and what the word of God says to every bad situation that he was in because he was hungry, he was tired, he was thirsty. And the devil was like, don't worry about it. I'll give you a free course meal and water and the best life you've ever had and you'll rule over this. And, And he just quoted scripture back. He affirmed scripture back to the devil. Point five, Jesus listened. Jesus listened. Mark 135, it says, very early in the morning, while it was still dark, he got up, left the house, went off to a solitary place, and he prayed. Luke 5:16. But Jesus often withdrew to a lonely place and prayed. <clears throat> Jesus listened. These five points. Well, not only illustrations, but I think they're great challenges for us as well to go into our weeks with. We're all wired differently. Some may choose to just do two of them, and that's great. Even if you just did one of them, you're still connecting with God. I've just thought, you know what, I'll try and cater for absolutely everybody, and these are the things that I've tried myself, and... I want to surrender to God. I want to be vulnerable with God. I want to speak God's word over my life and God's goodness over me, myself, uh, me, myself, and I, me and my family and everybody around me. I, I want to speak that over my church. I'm just wondering whether tonight I want to put it out there. I want to pray with the prayer team as well whether there's anybody in the room that has had a bit of a stale time in their quiet time and you just want to receive a bit of the fire of God back in your belly. That you're saying, you know what, Si, I agree with you. I've done what you've done. 